Welcome to the Not All Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 401. As part of our Smithsonian Associates Inside Science author interview series, our guest today is Dr. Susan Schneider. Dr. Susan Schneider is a cognitive scientist and philosopher at the University of Connecticut and the NASA Bloomberg Chair of Astrobiology at the Library of Congress. Dr. Susan Snyder's expertise is in artificial intelligence, and Dr. Snyder is the author of the new book, Artificial You, AI, and the Future of Your Mind. Dr. Susan Schneider will be presenting at Smithsonian Associates Inside Science Series, November 12th, 2019. Check out our site for more details. Dr. Susan Snyder writes about artificial intelligence and says even today brain microchips and other techniques to integrate humans with artificial intelligence are under development. AI, Dr. Snyder says, is revolutionizing the economy and will inevitably go inside the head as corporations attempt to allow us seamless access to our devices. Dr. Schneider addresses the implications of AI in our lives and how to ensure the science develops in a way that promotes human flourishing. But just wait until the next 20 years. It's 2045. Today you're out shopping. Your first stop is the Center for Mind Design. As you walk in, a large menu stands before you. It lists brain enhancements with funky names. HiveMind is a brain chip allowing you to experience the innermost thoughts of your loved ones. Zen Garden is a microchip for Zen master level meditative states. Human Calculate gives you savant level mathematical abilities. What would you select, if anything? Enhanced attention? Mozart level musical skills? You can order a single enhancement or a bundle of several. That, of course, is our guest today, Dr. Susan Schneider, reading from her new book, Artificial You, AI and the Future of Your Mind. Again, Dr. Susan Schneider will be presenting at Smithsonian Associates Inside Science Series, November 12th, 2019. Check out our site for more details, but Dr. Susan Schneider is here with us today, so please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, Dr. Susan Schneider. Dr. Susan Snyder, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. I think this subject is fascinating and I want to get into it, but why don't we begin by telling, having you tell us briefly about your upcoming Smithsonian Associates presentation. Sure. Um, I'm excited to say that I'll be um, speaking on the future of artificial intelligence at the Smithsonian Museum and um, I'll be talking in particular about the future of the mind and how artificial intelligence is going inside the head. So normally when we think of AI, we think of how it might change the world around us, creating smart robots, um, intelligent uh, assistants, and whatnot. But AI itself may actually go inside the head as well and change the human brain. So we may begin to augment human intelligence. And so in Artificial You, I look at the perils and promises of brain enhancement technologies as well as the possibility of creating intelligent robots. As I say, this is a fascinating subject. I really want to get into this. You refer to your your new book, Artificial You. I want to talk a little bit about that. But let's start by asking you to define AI. So artificial intelligence is used as a very broad expression now. So when people talk about AI, they mean intelligent algorithms. 
Some people, though, use it very narrowly, and they just mean highly intelligent systems that might rival human intelligence that are creative and flexible. But the best way to think about AI is by example. So um, it's all around us. It's there when we're doing a Google search. It's there beating the world Go and Jeopardy champions. And it's getting better by the minute. Sort of mind-blowing. Yeah, I, I do think this is mind-blowing. And, and, and it's so helpful to hear you you really narrow this down for us. So I, I appreciate you mentioning the uh, Watson and uh, and, and the, the long run there of success on, on Jeopardy. What What's the potential really here? And, and, and for particularly for beneficial use of AI? Well, there's so many different um, segments you know, in which we could divide up what AI can do, you know, so there are AIs for warfare. Um, there are AIs that could say dismantle nuclear reactor. There are AIs that can be used for smarter medicine. Um, you know, so it really depends on the sector of development that you're thinking about. Um, so, you know, in warfare, (laughs) there's a lot of controversy, right? I mean, You can think about the dangers of deploying drones in an unethical way. And we we already have the technology, for instance, with facial recognition and these ultra small drones for drones to, um, you know, target particular people. And, you know, you might think, well, do you want the robotization of warfare to occur? Um, Would you do it to save human lives? And would it, in fact, save human lives? So there's a whole issue right there right, with how that could affect the future. And I think we honestly don't know. Um, I mean, there are so many unknown unknowns, right? Um, but there's also other areas of AI where, I mean, things look very, very different. I mean, here's here's one. I mentioned medicine. I mean, I'm sure almost all the listeners have experienced, you know, bad medical diagnoses where the doctor, you know, made a mistake, or the doctor missed a drug interaction, prescribed something that turned out to be wrong. I mean, all of that is happening because of human error, because the brain is just so finite. I mean, you know, it's not like we can store all sorts of information. So, you know, the idea here as we move into the future is to have AI that provides smarter medicine, but that comes with great perils as well. I mean, it's exciting to think that um, AI could um, say, read our medical imaging in a more efficient way or catch drug interactions. But what about privacy? I mean, do you really want all your data, um, you know, on the cloud where, you know, the insurance companies could deny you coverage or employers could learn something about you that might cause them to not want to hire you or promote you? So I think there's a lot to think about when it comes to the future of artificial intelligence. And it's hard to really even make sweeping claims because, you know, there's each sector um, in which AI will be deployed. And, you know, the shape of the future is going to be very nuanced, depending upon how things unfold in each sector. We are with Dr. Susan Schneider. Dr. Schneider is the author of the new book, Artificial You, AI, and the Future of Your Mind. Dr. Schneider will be at the Smithsonian Associates Program coming up Tuesday, November 12th. This is part of the Inside Science program from Smithsonian. Again, Dr. Schneider, it's it's just great to talk to you. I think this is all, all so interesting. You write in your book a little bit about conscience and consciousness. And so those are those are similar words, certainly to me. But what about these AI robots that you're referring to achieving consciousness? Great. 
So consciousness is the felt quality of experience. So when you um, smell the aroma of your morning espresso shot or hear the sound of your favorite piece of music, it feels like something from the inside to be you. So whenever you're awake and even when you're dreaming, there's a felt quality to your mental life. And that's what consciousness is. Now, conscience is something different. Um, so we talk, for example, about having a guilty conscience, right? And some people don't, <laughs> but they're still conscious. So an example I like to give is Jeffrey Dahmer was conscious, but he didn't have conscience. He probably, you know, had a lot of experience when he was, um, you know, dismembering people and whatnot, unfortunately, but he clearly didn't have a conscience. So yes, the two words have very different meanings. And so what I'm thinking about a lot in the book is the nature of conscious experience. And I'm asking questions in the book about whether the intelligent AIs that we might create in the future could have anything like the felt quality of experience and how we might alter the shape of our conscious experience using AI in the head. So let's take it maybe in the in the opposite direction a little bit. Let's let's talk about the integration of computer technology within our own bodies. And and maybe maybe tell us a little bit about your your work in that regard, and certainly your, your give, give us your, your thoughts about that. Okay, great. Um, so I'm a philosopher, so I'm primarily a theorist. I don't have a lab, um, but I am keenly interested in various AI projects. In fact, I'm, I'm usually on about three or four AI projects at any given time, um, and I use it as an opportunity to just kind of talk with scientists and think more about what science can can't achieve. So in the domain of um, brain-machine interfaces, there is just so much going on. So for example, Elon Musk, a few years back, founded a company called Neuralink. He says the goal of Neuralink is to merge humans and machines, and he has in mind invasive brain chip technologies. So chips in the head, basically. Facebook, <laughs> is also interested in going inside the head. Um, I find that a little scary. Uh, so they have their building eight, um, where they're working, I believe, on invasive technologies. And also, I think their short-term interest is in non-invasive technologies that track movements. So I think they just bought Control Labs, which was, um, I think it was Thomas Reardon's um, project. He's the inventor of the Internet Explorer search engine. And so he has this, I believe it's a glove that users wear and it enables them to move their hands and then basically send commands to computers. So the idea is basically Facebook wants to wire you to the cloud and to your digital devices. Um, and the list of other companies that are doing similar projects is pretty long. Um, DARPA has also for years been very interested in these kinds of issues. Yeah, this is this is great stuff. We we so appreciate your time. I, I just have one. I know you're super busy, Dr. Schneider, and so I really have one final question for you. And I'd like to talk a little bit about the book, Artificial You, AI and the Future of Your Mind, because the reviews are excellent. And you you talk a little bit about the the implications of, of AI in our lives and how to how to really ensure that science develops a, a way that promotes us as humans flourishing with this. And so I wonder are you optimistic about this? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a lot of worries. Um, so, you know, I worry about us losing control of intelligent systems that 
outsmart us. That's one worry. Um, that's been articulated by people like Nick Bostrom and Stuart Russell. I'm also worried about privacy. I mean, we're already seeing all kinds of dystopian scenarios unfold, um, you know, with Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, you know, internet bubbles, people just seem to live in their own little worlds. Um, and you know, it's hard to tell if AI regulations will step in and it's hard to tell whether we'll be able to keep abreast of technological developments in a savvy enough way so that we can shape the future in a way that is conducive to human flourishing. And I think what we have to do is have public dialogues about what we want. Like, do we want AI to go inside the head and enhance humans as opposed to just treat illnesses? Um, do we really want to integrate seamlessly with our digital devices the way that, you know, Facebook and Neuralink are um, working on? So, I mean, these are all the things that are the challenges now, and I'm not sure how we'll be able to move forward unless we face them as a whole society where all stakeholders are involved. Dr. Susan Steiner, we certainly hope that we can continue this public dialogue with you, author of the excellent book, Artificial You, AI, and the Future of Your Mind. This is really going to be a great subject, and we're looking forward to seeing you, Dr. Steiner, Tuesday, November 12th at Smithsonian Associates. But thank you so much for your time today. This this is interesting. I hope we can, well, I hope we can have you back sometime. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed talking to you. My thanks to Dr. Susan Schneider for joining me today. Links and ticket details for Dr. Susan Schneider's Inside Science presentation, Artificial Intelligence, Will It Go to Your Head Someday, will be available at the notoldbetter.com website and the Smithsonian Associates website, all of which we'll link to. And thanks to the wonderful Smithsonian team for all they do to support the show. Talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.